Bill O'Reilly here. Monday, October 18th, 2021. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. FBI Russian collusion guy Andrew McCabe gets everything back from the federal government after it fired him. 40% of state workers in California remain unvaxxed. Some schools canceling Halloween. Superman goes woke. Also ahead, I asked Donald Trump some very interesting questions. But first, fired FBI official Andrew McCabe settling a lawsuit with the Department of Justice. The former deputy director winning his full pension after being fired by then-Attorney General Jeff Sessions in 2018. McCabe was terminated days before retirement for leaking classified information and lying to federal agents about Russia. McCabe claims he was let go for defying Donald Trump. Mr. Trump calling the decision by the Justice Department, quote, another mockery. Fewer than two-thirds of state workers in California are vaccinated against COVID. That figure drops to 60% for prison guards, 60% at the DMV, 52% for the California Highway Patrol, CHIPS. Gavin Newsom is the first governor to mandate injections. That happened way back in July. The deadline for most employees in California, October 15th. LA, San Francisco, other cities now pushing the date to mid-November as chaos reigns. A school district in Michigan canceling Halloween and Valentine's Day to increase equity and inclusivity. Administrators from East Lansing Public Schools telling parents the pumpkin parade causes anxiety for some students who find costumes disturbing. As for Cupid, the memo states, quote, some families do not feel comfortable with the idea of boys and girls exchanging gifts. More social sedition from woke schools. Superman changing his motto for the first time since the 1940s. The Man of Steel will no longer stand for truth, justice, and the American way. He now promotes truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. According to DC Comics, the superhero will tackle modern issues like protecting illegal immigrants and fighting climate change. The original super guy first appeared in the early 40s to improve the country's morale during World War II. In a moment, a chat with Donald Trump. Right back. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield Warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract, 
and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day, a conversation with the 45th President of the United States. I caught up with Donald Trump in Palm Beach on Thursday. Here's a sample leading with Afghanistan. Does it occur to you that maybe I run on my record rather than I run on Donald Trump settling scores? Well, I think uh, I wouldn't be doing anything to settle scores. I just want to have our country back. Our country is lost right now. We suffered, in my opinion, the greatest embarrassment in the history of our country with Afghanistan. That withdrawal was shocking. It was a surrender. It wasn't even a withdrawal. That was a total surrender without a bullet being fired. And you look at 13 dead warriors. And by the way, many wounded. Nobody, and I'm talking about seriously wounded, legs and arms. Uh, And you look at $85 billion worth of equipment left behind. There's no reason. Why would you leave it behind? All right, let's get into that. So Biden blamed you and said uh, you made a bad deal with the Taliban and that he inherited it and there's nothing he could do. I don't think many people buy that. Nobody believes it. Look, look, I made a great deal to get out. So we didn't have a soldier killed, Bill, in 18 months. Not a soldier killed in 18 months. Right. They respected us. You told the Taliban, look, you don't mess with us and then we'll try to get a coalition government. But you didn't have the Kabul government in on those talks. It was you and the Taliban. That's right. By not having Kabul government in on the talks, did you emasculate them? There was no government. I was never a believer in Ghani. I thought he was a crook. And I said it five years ago, before I was even in politics, I said it. Uh, He was going to, I made the statement a long time ago, he will be out the door as soon as we leave. And eventually right. so you had no leave. confidence in the Kabul government. I had no confidence not. in him and I had no confidence in the, the government and I had no confidence in the army who we were paying. We were paying their military people among the highest salaries in the world. Right. That's why they did it. Right. They didn't do it because they wanted something to do great for their nation. They did it because we were paying them six billion dollars. Yeah, they were mercenaries. Now, if you had been reelected, would the Taliban have taken that country over? Uh, the Taliban would probably, I'll tell you what I would have done. It would have been very interesting. I, th- I had a great plan. Uh, we would have had some control. You don't want full control. We would have had some control. We would have kept Bagram for China, much more so than for Afghanistan, because, you know, it's right next to China right. and very near their nuclear, where they do their nuclear development. That's not a bad place. And right now, from what I hear, China is going to take over Bagram. It cost us $10 billion to build it years ago. They're going to tell longest runways in the country, in the world, actually 20,000 foot runways. It cost us a fortune. China is right now. All right, but how would you have prevented the Taliban from taking over? Well, listen, we had to get out. It was 21 years. All right. It was ridiculous. To prevent uh, them from taking we, I think I would have tried to hold the country uh, in good uh, I don't think Ghani could have done it. I was totally against him from the beginning. Okay, and he exactly. left with his cash. It's you and the Taliban. And somebody has to look into right. that. I would say that I would have tried to keep this coalition of people together, but I don't think it would have worked. Somebody would have taken over because we had to get out, but they wouldn't have killed our soldiers. They wouldn't have kept our equipment. It would have been a much smoother been a much, exit. Yeah. The entire 25-minute interview can be heard tonight on BillOReilly.com. I hope you will consider becoming a premium member there. It will enhance your life. Also, let me know what you think of the interview. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. 
In a moment, something you might not know. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings and barbecues, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T now, the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. Ninety years ago this week, America's most wanted criminal was sentenced to 11 years in prison. The conviction ended two decades of murder and theft and bootlegging, and it was the biggest case ever in American law enforcement. The man, Al Capone, his crime, tax evasion. Here's what happened. Alphonse Gabriel Capone was born in Brooklyn in 1899. He was expelled from school, then joined a gang. By 1920, Al had moved to Chicago, working with the mafia there on illegal enterprises like alcohol, smuggling, gambling, prostitution, murder. Eventually, Capone became the Windy City's most powerful crime kingpin by wiping out his competition through a series of gangland slayings including the infamous St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Capone's nemesis was Treasury agent Elliot Ness. His crew of untouchables worked to bring the mobster to justice because the corrupt Chicago authorities would not do it. As Capone's empire grew, so did his penchant for violence. While the bodies piled up, Elliot Ness could not make murder charges stick. Everybody was afraid to testify. But then something happened in 1927 that would change the game. The U.S. Supreme Court ruled that money made from illegal sales of alcohol, remember this was during Prohibition, could be taxed as income. Well, despite his extravagant lifestyle, Capone never filed a federal tax return. So the feds followed the money, compiling evidence that Capone made millions by smuggling booze. It paid off. Al Capone was indicted on 22 counts of tax evasion. He was found guilty on October 17, 1931. Capone was sentenced to Alcatraz, then a mental hospital in San Francisco Bay, which housed the most vicious criminals in the USA. And here's something else you might not know. The feds ordered Capone to pay $200,000 in back taxes. The FBI thought the figure was far too low. The agency estimated that Big Al made a hundred million bucks a year. It didn't help him. He died from syphilis at age 48. Now this. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. 
Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.